Hey, Wine Moms, and thank you for listening to this MW Network and Emadon production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, themommywines.com, and wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. For exclusive content and early access, make sure to tune in on Patreon. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Did you good. have any trouble downloading the app? No, I use it for my own podcast, so... I oh, um, perfect. totally spaced that I didn't, you didn't have my phone number. So I just logged in quick. So I'm like, gosh, I'm not hearing from her. <laughs> and so I just logged into my email and I was like, oh, there it is. So <laughs> I apologize. I've just been sitting here kind of playing on the phone waiting. So no, here we okay. are. Yeah. I just ordered Instacart. So, oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I have not used that yet. You haven't? No. You're missing out on life. Like, I guess. It is. I am a crazy person. I am so busy with my business and my side projects like my podcasts and having a three-year-old who has about three to four minutes of cart time, I have to Instacart. Like there's no way I could live my life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. It's crazy because everyone, he goes to his dad's every other weekend and people are like, oh, you must start, you know, enjoying because it's been about a year that he's been doing that. Sure. And like, oh, you must enjoy, you know, the quiet time or whatever when people ask me like what I'm doing over the weekend. And I'm like, oh, my son's with his dad. But really, when he's gone is when I do like the most work. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, my son um, is now almost he'll be 17 at the end of the month, but he um, his dad and I were never married. And when he was gone with his dad, I always worked. This was many, many, obviously 17 years ago, but he would work, um, or I worked a second job at the time I was working in the corporate world and always worked a second job. And so I look back now and I think, you know, I would now life is so different and there's more, financial peace and there's more time and there's whatever but I look back and I'm like gosh I wish I would have soaked up that time more that he was gone instead of like dreading that he was gone you know yeah but I think it's because I was when he was gone was when I was <laughs> I was working so much so I can totally relate to that yeah and it's like I deep clean my house I edit all of my podcast episodes I have recordings like we are today Oh man, I catch like I have a home bookkeeping business. So I catch up on all like the financials of my clients. And it's like, I like the weekdays better than I like weekends. Yeah, that's funny. That's so funny, but totally understand. The saying goes, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. As a financial services consultant, I believe that to be true. For me, being a financial consultant is sharing my knowledge, skills, and experiences with others and watching them succeed in making their dreams become a reality. With a decade of family and business financial planning experience, I decided to leave behind the 9-to-5 high-rise corporate grind for a more personal and flexible lifestyle. I am now able to aid in the success of my clients that I want to work with, while being the mother I always wanted to be. My firm, EDJ Consulting, specializes in small to medium-sized business bookkeeping and payroll processing. If you are a business owner or know someone who is and located in the U.S., 
please go visit emmadon.com for a full list of professional services offered. Now, if you're a mom like me and looking for a more flexible professional career opportunity that you can do anywhere, anytime, maybe becoming a home bookkeeper is right for you. Pre-sales for the Home Bookkeeper Masterclass are now available under the resources page on my website, emmadon.com. This course includes everything you need to know about starting your own home bookkeeping business, from learning the number one accounting program to building your brand and gaining your first clients. Go visit emmadon.com today. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Mommy Wines podcast. I am your host, Emma Don, and today I am sitting down with Jenny, who is a wife and a mother and a brain cancer warrior. Welcome to the show. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm so excited to talk to you because I've never had a guest um, with such an extreme like life circumstance on the show before. Gosh, it's hard to even, (laughs) you know, I was diagnosed in April and um, I'll kind of go into my story just a little bit so that your listeners kind of know what came about and why and how we got to where we are today. But hearing you even say that, I, (laughs) I still don't even think I've wrapped my mind around the fact that this is my story and my life. I mean, everything's gone so fast. It was just April of 2019 that I, we were totally sideswiped by the diagnosis. We had no, I mean, I, we didn't see it coming. And so when you say that, I just, this is my story for real. (laughs) It's one of those things where you're like, okay, yeah, like I know it happens to other people or you might see it in like a drama TV show, but I don't think if I were you, I could wrap my head around it either. Cause that's just something I know like breast cancer and things run in my family. So I'm pretty proactive about that, but like, I don't even know what I would do if there was even a diagnosis of that, like it would still sideswipe me. Yeah. And you know, I think that what I've learned through, um, processing this diagnosis and trying to really, um, stay positive and not get down and out about it. I mean, there's bad days too, but I think that what I've learned is at first I kind of felt, um, silly for being so naive that I didn't ever realize that something like this could happen to us. But I think that there's some real value in that because I think it's not living in fear. Um, We hear other people being diagnosed or, you know, cancer is so common. And, um, but I had really very little family history. I had a little bit of family history, but nothing that was severe and um, grandparents that had passed away from cancer, but there was some lifestyle choices that we assume contributed to that. And so... I really kind of thought that I, I just, I, you know, I kind of took it for granted that I thought I would be healthy and I was selling a nutritional supplement. I was doing CrossFit. I was, um, running an in-home business, but also working outside of the home cleaning homes. So I was very active. Um, I ate healthy ish, like we are (laughs) pretty healthy family. Uh, I drank my water that I was supposed to drink every day. And so I just, I I didn't think it would happen to me or to our family. So, you know, what kind of just listening to you bring all that up is how you just didn't think I was recently just yesterday speaking with a 
anxiety and mental health um, coach. And she said that when it comes to mental health, there's tons of things that happen in the world. And if people were always fully aware of what's going on, then they would just be anxious all the time. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I feel like, yeah, everyone knows cancer exists and everyone knows it's, you know, this long distance, perf- like possibility that it could happen. But I think until it's something that's a reality, people just kind of, I don't know, maybe it's their brain that's like protecting them where they're like, okay, well, it's kind of like this mystical thing that exists. But until I feel like you're dealing with that, you really don't know how you would react. I agree completely. And for that reason, I've never dealt with um, where I would talk about anxiety as a diagnosis or that I'm a worry wart. And I've always said that, but For that reason, um, I've explained for many years in the past that I don't watch the news, um, not because I don't want to know what's going on in our world, but I don't read articles on Facebook that sometimes pop up about now I do a little more because I'm like, well, (laughs) now I realize that the reality is whether you read the truth, this news story or not, you know, but um, if I watched documentaries or I read an article about a a little person maybe who was diagnosed with cancer or a tragedy that happened or something going on in our world, I would over worry about it. And I know that about myself. So not that I'm uneducated about what's going on in our world and what's possible, but I just chose to exactly what you said, protect myself from some of those stories, some of those news articles, because I knew that it would create anxiety and I would sit and worry about it when Oh, you know, I don't want to waste my time doing that. So yeah, yeah that's so I'm true. The sa- I'm the same way. I haven't watched the news in well, probably since I was a little kid at my grandparents' house, but like, I, I can't do it. I can't get all caught up or even just last night I was sitting down and I was watching, um, the instant family movie with Mark Wahlberg. Oh yes. Yeah. And I was like, bawling and tears I was like <laughs> now I want to adopt like 500 babies I know <laughs> yes I can relate to that yes but I don't know I guess it's one of those like kind of empathic things where I just anything any kind of sad story a, a sick child I just it, it affects me and I'm super sensitive about it but mm-hmm. I do the same thing I kind of just you know protect myself and avoid negativity or sad stories as much as I can. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. As a mom, I know how important it is to have a good meal. And more times than not, I need something prepared like now. And I mean like right now. Because Milo goes from happy to hangry in a matter of just minutes. I'm pretty sure he gets that hangry Jekyll and Hyde side from me, unfortunately, which sometimes makes it hard to make healthy choices and not just hit the nearest drive through window, but not anymore. That's why I love Real Good Foods. Real Good Foods is currently offering 10,000 free product vouchers to the first 10,000 folks that text real good to 474747. Feel good about mealtimes and snacks with real good food. 
Make sure to text Real Good to 474747 for your chance to try Real Good Foods for free. Once again, text Real Good to 474747. So this was back in April. How did your family react to this? Yeah, well, I'll kind of tell you what happened. Um, so like I said, I kind of touched on it, but we I'm a mom to four kids. I have two teenagers and twins who are nine. Oh boy. Um, we had just entered the new year and, you know, it just dawned on me a few weeks ago, my son and I, I have a podcast that I've since started since being sick. And um, my son, my teenage son was a guest with me and there was a lot of things speaking with him that I didn't realize. There's a lot of things that we can learn from our kids as they grow up. It's incredible when we really stop and listen to them and hear their perspective and what they think about things or what their take on things are. But it dawned on me that, you know, the new year started, we were rolling into 2019, super excited because 2018 had been awesome. Um, I had been an in-home childcare provider for many years and had retired about a year and a half before that. So I, like I said, I was cleaning homes very part-time. I was home Friday through Sunday. Um, I, left, I dropped my kids off at school every day and I was home before they got off the bus in the afternoon. So my days were short. I was in control. I had time freedom. Um, I was selling a nutritional supplement and that was going amazing. I'm in year five. I'm still doing that kind of, um, I'm not working right now. And that is, um, still something that I have a team running, but it is hard to, I mean, it's a brain cancer diagnosis. So that's where my focus is, but It was April 7th. So we were just kicking off the year and I had just done a CrossFit workout on Wednesday before that. And I felt great. And Sunday, April 7th was a Sunday. Um, I started having grand mal seizures here at home. And I actually was, my family had been in Wisconsin visiting. They went back to hunt and, or, um, cut wood and do some stuff like that at my husband's dad's farm. So I stayed back and probably got some work done or whatever. And um, so I called my girlfriend who's a nurse and I said, something's not right. I think I'm having seizures. And she's like, what do you mean? Because it was just so nothing like that. I mean, I had two fingers on my right hand, my pinky finger and my ring finger on my right hand that had gone numb. They were kind of tingly and they had been that way for a few, uh, a few weeks, maybe going on six weeks. I'd gone to the chiropractor and I was just like, oh, I'm getting older. I'll be 40 on this went coming Wednesday. So I'm like, I'm approaching 40. I'm cleaning houses. You know, I'm probably a pinched nerve and I just kind of ignored it. Yeah. And um, we went into the emergency department that Sunday. I had a seizure in the waiting room. Um, I was in the back part. They were trying to kind of rush me through. But um, and so my girlfriend witnessed that and um they were, Mayo Clinic was amazing. They got everything happening very quickly. Um, so we hadn't, my husband got there. We had an MRI uh, because obviously they knew something was going on with the brain. And I don't know what I expected. Um, and I don't remember a lot of this due to the trauma from um, the seizures, but also because I had surgery five. Um, but to talk to my husband about it because my husband then got there and you know my husband was the one that that got the news they came in it was approaching midnight and they came in and said we've got the results back and we found a mass 
And I, I think he even when he called family and friends that night, having it be midnight, 1am, whatever, he kind of made light of it. Um, he didn't really, I mean, it was just so hard to, we're like, what, you know, you just don't know how to process it. And yeah. So I was in the hospital for a couple of days. They ran a whole bunch of tests. I was released on Tuesday and um, put on a high dose anti-seizure medication just to keep that under control. And then on Wednesday, we met with oncology. No, I'm sorry, neurosurgery. And I just thought we were going to go in and they were going to say, okay, you have to have surgery. We're going to go in and take this tumor out. Um and then you'll be good to go. I just, I, I had no idea. I didn't know a lot about, I didn't know anything about brain tumors. I had heard, um, we, unfortunately, one of my teenage son's friends when he was in middle school passed away from brain cancer, but I didn't know anything aside from that story. And we went in and met with neurosurgeons on Wednesday and we were told it was inoperable. It's sitting right on my motor strip on the left side of my brain. And it's putting pressure there, which is my right two fingers had gone numb. Um, and why the seizure activity was all on the right side of my body. And so, but they still need. So that week, so everything went super fast from Sunday going into the emergency room, Wednesday being told, um, we can't take, you know, we can't just go in and remove this, but we have to get some biopsies to Friday, April 12th, having brain surgery where they went in and got six biopsies of the tumor. And then I was in the ICU for 13 days, um, literally go home, rest, recover, take it easy, um, from brain surgery. And, um, and then we waited and it was the longest 13 days of, our lives because we had no idea if it was cancer, if it was benign, how aggressive it was, if this was going to take my life soon or we had no idea. Oh yeah. That would be miserable. I hate how hospitals are always like, okay, now go home and wait. (laughs) I know. And I appreciate it now because they really, when they did come back with the diagnosis, they had all the information. Yeah. And being here in Rochester, I'm in Rochester, Minnesota. We have the Mayo Clinic, um, you know, right here a few miles away. And I am in some groups on Facebook. So there's people from all over the world in these groups. And sometimes some of the stories I hear are so, or the questions that they have that maybe aren't answered by their healthcare team. I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so blessed because they've answered every question. They've went through everything with me. They are, I have my oncology brain tumor oncologist cell phone number in my phone in case I've never used it but they are so so dedicated to not only treating you long term and fighting the cancer but also so that this process isn't terrible um there's terrible days but they know that I have young kids at home and I've told them from the very beginning that I need to function you know I can't have a year off of life because I have little kids to raise um but when we went in then 13 days later and that's when I truly experienced I think for the first time an anxiety or panic attack was right before the appointment I realize now that's probably what it was at the time I thought I was just really sick and like freak, you know, I didn't know what was going on, but now I look back and think I was just, the stress was too much. 
But um, well, I'm sure I nobody was, blames you for that. Oh, it was just crazy. <laughs> and, you know, I've, I've spoke quite a few times. I um, have spoke at some cancer events. I've spoken the news a few times. I have a podcast I've shared on other people's podcasts. That's kind of been my saving grace or my purpose with all of this is to share my story. But um, I totally just lost my, my train of thought. <laughs> oh, that but, happens um, to me all the time. Oh, my gosh. It happens to be so – train of thought and memory are two things that I'm really starting to realize there's some impact here. But um, people showing up for us. So from the day we were diagnosed all the way up until today – We've had so many people show up for us, whether it's cooking a meal, sending a card, sending a gift, giving a donation to the GoFundMe or whatever it it is in any way, shape or form. And so my message has kind of been or my my, you know, my here's my takeaway that I want you to walk away from listening to my story is we can show up for people in so many different ways. And it might just be sending a text message to somebody to say, Hey, you crossed my mind today. I believe those are little nudges. And so when you get those little nudges and somebody crosses your mind out of the blue, I don't believe that's just a coincidence. And I think that if we stop ignoring the nudges and we show up for people by, you know, sending a text message, sending a card, giving a phone call um, to let them know that they crossed your mind, you're thinking about them, you care about them. It is, can change somebody's day it can change somebody's life and so I've realized and my family and I have worked on this in big ways as well showing up for other people is so important especially when you're walking a path like we are right now oh yeah it's it's make it or break it it truly truly is we wouldn't be and I wouldn't be as strong and in such a good place right now if it wasn't for all the people that showed up for us it's incredible I can only imagine, like, well, it it's kind of a little sad, but, you know, it oftentimes it takes something like this to kind of put into perspective the community in your life that you've built. And, you know, maybe if there wasn't a diagnosis, if it was just a random middle of the day and on a Wednesday back, you know, before all of this you know, maybe you wouldn't have had any text messages on your phone, but Mm -hmm. um, it kind of, I think for everybody kind of puts things into perspective, you know, kind of that holiday season of giving kindness kind of thing, maybe more outside of the holiday season, you know, sending a text, like you said, or a letter, or maybe just being like, hey, do you want to go grab a lunch or, you know, things like that. Absolutely. And I think I'm so grateful. And in one of my speeches, I had say I had taken the words F you cancer and changed it to thank you cancer. And then I had a list of things that I thanked cancer for, um, which sounds kind of crazy. But that's one of the biggest things is this diagnosis. And I'll, so the diagnosis is a grade two. So a, a slow growing, not super aggressive Um, It's called an oligodendroglioma, which is um, not a super aggressive brain tumor. It requires treatment, um, required 30 rounds of proton radiation. I'm four rounds into chemo. I have two rounds left. Um, I've struggled some with the chemo, Um, but it, it, it was a good diagnosis. I'm going to live, and I've just recently connected with a few people, again, around the world, 
who have the same exact diagnosis as I do. And it takes a while to find those people because brain tumors and brain cancer is just not a high percentage of cancers. There's not a lot of research out there. There's not a lot of funding. And there's just now I feel like I know a ton of people because that becomes your community. And I'm like, these are so common. Right. How can I know all these people? But it's because I'm in that community right now. Um, But these people have lived 10, 20 plus years, some with some reoccurrences and treatment again, some without. But um, my doctor had even told me that if my question, because you have to talk about that stuff, the tough stuff, like, how do you ask, what is my prognosis? Or how long am I going to live? Or, you know, I've never been in that situation, but I needed to know those answers. And um, I through a couple different conversations with a couple different doctors, I was told one, we none of us are guaranteed anything. So it may not be this brain tumor that takes my life in 20, 30 plus years, it might be a car accident or something else. None of us are guaranteed anything. So we need to live our life and we need to show up every single day. Um, but number two, I was also told that, you know, if it comes down to just what is this tumor going to do to your life expectancy? My doctor said, I will confidently guarantee you that you will walk, that you will be there to watch your children get married. And that was a huge day for me because that is what this all boils down to for me is I want to watch my kids grow up. You know, it's changed everything that I thought I was, you know, I love being a business owner. I love being an entrepreneur. Um, I want to write a book. I wanted to do all these things in life. And then it just really took all these like busy, busy, busy. We're always on the go. We have all these things to do. I like my house in order. And it just simplified and made everything so simple and easy and the focus is on my kids. I want to be present and watch my kids grow up. And that's really, we all know that's what it comes down to. Yeah. That was the first thing I would think of if something like that were to happen. Like, what is my Luke going to do? Yeah. And I don't, and you don't, I can't go too deep into this conversation because I get super emotional, but (laughs) there were 13 nights, you know, of laying there praying to God praying and begging and using every bargain chip I had to say, just don't take me yet. You know? Yeah. I need to be here for these people that I live with that I adore. Um, They're too little, you know, I don't want this to be their life story. And when I was first, well, actually up until probably like a month ago, I was kind of sad that this was their part of their childhood story that a year or so, a little more than a year out of their childhood is really watching mom do a lot of sleeping and a lot of appointments and all the meds and the chemo and just the tumor and just that we're so engrossed in right now. And it dawned on me around the, around Christmas time, maybe a little before that because this is part of my children's childhood, And because so many people have showed up and because we discuss it so openly and we're so open about how blessed we are, I think it will change my children. I think that they will walk forward into life. And as they grow up, I think they're going to be the givers as well. Yeah. Not that they wouldn't have been anyway, but I just realized that there's so many blessings 
surrounding this hard part of our journey. Maybe it'll make them a little bit more cautious and, you know, make healthier, smarter choices in life and, Mm -hmm. you know, just kind of not be this, you know, black cloud. Maybe it'll be a little bit of an inspiration. I hope so. New year, new wine. And of course, I'm talking nakedwines.com. If you haven't tasted the delicious, independently crafted wines from boutique winemakers around the world, can you even call yourself a fellow wine mom? Debatable. But don't worry, I got you, girl. Use code MOMMYWINES50 or click the link in the show notes below to receive your first six bottles delivered right to your door for only $34.99. That's $34.99 for six bottles of wine delivered to your door with code MOMMYWINES50. You're welcome. I hope so. Yeah. And I hope, and that's my, my whole goal in sharing my story and having others share their story and encouraging others to be open and be vulnerable. I'm very vulnerable on um, Facebook and Instagram with, okay, today was a tough day. I had one day where I posted, I just can't do this. It was just a really bad day. And of course, the outpouring of love is immense. And um, but 99% of the time it is, it's a positive story. It's a, we can't wait till it's done. (laughs) But um, it's brought so many people into our lives. And I've gotten to do some really cool events. Um, I'll be speaking again this Friday night and this Sunday I'll be speaking in February and, you know, being on your podcast and never have even met you in person, like just the people that it has connected me with. Yeah. And I love, I've always loved meeting new people and connecting. Um, It's incredible. And it's opened up. I mean, I have half a book written, not quite half a book (laughs) written, but I finally sat down. I finally had a good topic and good content to finally sit down and like pour this out onto paper. And so, um, it's not all bad. (laughs) That's true. Now you mentioned that you were partnered with like a a health and nutrition company and you lived a healthy lifestyle before this diagnosis. Did you ever maybe second guess or consider not doing chemo? Um, I didn't because as we worked with our, I mean, of course you think through that and we had lots of people with lots of strong opinions, um, sharing that with us, but because I have so much faith in our medical team at Mayo and because they described why, I mean, we asked, we asked the questions, why radiation and chemo? What if we didn't do this? What if we only did this? And we asked how much, we asked all the questions Um, and the doctor who is one of the top brain tumor team doctors at Mayo Clinic is my primary care giver, um, or my at Mayo. And he had explained, he had a whole explanation as into medical studies. He's been doing this for over 20 years and he knows my type of diagnosis. And we could have done, we could have made the choice to just do radiation and then do something alternative. Um, but the chemo part that they've seen, he says, what we've seen over the last 20 years and the studies that we've done as we followed people who have done this, this versus this versus this is that chemo doubles your life expect life expectancy. 
And for me, that was a no brainer. No pun intended. Yeah. No brainer. <laughs> I mean, my kids are small. He promised that my, and again, that's where the, but I need to function. Yeah. Um, I need to be able to, I, I can't take a year off. And so I've never gotten a full dose of chemo. Um, I had one full round, which was five days in a row, the very first round of one kind of chemo. We started a month later, it was going to be another five days and I had an allergic reaction on day one. So we had to go back to the drawing board. I've had a couple different allergic reactions to medications. And so, um, I'm just one of those people. <laughs> They're learning with me and I don't tolerate my pain tolerance and my not feeling well tolerance are very low. So, and I'm very honest. And that's what I would tell somebody with going through any medical thing is to be open and honest with your care team and they will, they should work with you. And my care team has. So we switched to another chemo that is three parts, but they're only giving me one of the three parts and they're confident that that one of three is still going to be effective. And we have MRIs to back that they are, or it is. And we've lowered the dose. I mean, I just, because I, for a few weeks I do good. And then for a few weeks I don't do so good. And we have about eight weeks in between rounds. And so, um, in my not doing so well is probably somebody else's like, I don't know, you hear horror stories about chemo and I, sometimes I feel like I'm being such a baby, but I just, <laughs> I need to function. So yeah. when I had a weekend where I had slept 30 hours in a weekend, cause I was so fatigued. I went back to the care team and said, this isn't acceptable. And they totally agreed. That's okay. Now we're interfering with your ability to function and live your life. That and sounds so we, like a vacation. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was terrible because you're home. Yeah. And you're here with your family, um, but you can't, like, I couldn't, I got out of bed to eat and use the bathroom and take medicine and it was right. And I slept hard. It wasn't just laying in bed resting. I was sleeping that entire time. And that's not, that's not living your life. That's not quality of life. And yeah. so they lowered the dose again. So I'm not even, I'm not getting a full dose of chemo. I'm only doing six rounds. Um, they're eight weeks apart. It's a well tolerable chemo. So for me, just discussing it all and going through it all. Now, of course, we're still making healthy choices. We've still tweaked things. Um, I'm looking forward to getting back into the gym and detoxing after all of this and all of those things that come with the health and nutrition and wellness and all of that. But for me, it was really well explained and it was a pretty easy decision for us to to go ahead and, and do the radiation with the chemo. Yeah, that's that's always been something that's been in the back of my mind because I watched my grandma go through chemo when she had breast cancer and it was so it just took such a toll. It was exhausting. It was painful and it just made her so sick, took such a toll on her and her body. And I always kind of considered what I would do because I know that this is a family trait and it is mm -hmm. a possibility for me. So I've always really considered, you know, what options would I do? How would I, you know, want to live my life? And it's always been something I was like battling back and forth. Like if this happened to me, which I'm not saying it would or doesn't or will or won't, but 
it's just something that I've always kind of had in the back of my mind. And um, I don't know, like I've always been really like on the edge with it. But it's good that your doctors and your medical team are kind of customizing it, you know, to mm-hmm. fit you and your in your life. Absolutely. And I have no pain. I'm not in pain. Um, the biggest thing that I struggle with is the fatigue. Um, and then some, um, I've been diagnosed with asthma. Now I've never suffered from it, but it's a little hard on my lungs. So I'll have about a week and a half of a cough. That's just an irritating cough. Lungs are just inflamed. Um, and so I've got some side effects that are frustrating and that they do interfere and I do sleep a lot, but I'm not in pain. Um, I'm living my life to the extent that I can. Like I said, there's, you know, we're out and about, I'm attending my kids sporting events. I'll miss one here and there because it might be during the weeks where I just don't feel well. But for me, doubling my life expectancy when my kids are so small, you know, I'm not 80 years old and looking at quality versus quantity. I need both. And I really trusted my care team. Had I not had, I had any reservations. I would of course ask for that second opinion but I just feel like the, um, the care team that we're working with are incredible and I have so much faith and trust in them. And I have people that I know so many people now, I didn't when we made the decision, but people now, like I told you that I've connected with that have the same, that have really good success stories. And so it just rebuilds that faith that we're, we're doing the right things, making the right choices. Yeah, that definitely is helpful. And that makes so much sense. Now, besides the seizures and the numbing in your fingers, were there any signs that you might have been like, hey, something's not right? Like, was your vision going in and out? Did you have headaches? Nope, nothing. It just kind of popped up one day and then you were told that this is what it is. There was some inflammation around the tumor. Uh, Full disclosure, I had gone out the night before and had some cocktails with a girlfriend because my husband and kids were out of town. And um, the doctor said I kind of created the perfect storm because I'm not a drinker and I don't drink that much very often. I had had a couple cocktails. We had stayed out late. So he said, um, when you were dehydrated, you've consumed some alcohol and you were overtired you created some inflammation in that area and kind of angered the tumor and kind of created the perfect storm for him it to kind of show its rear its ugly head. And so, um, I mean, we were just in the Dominican Republic in February prior to being diagnosed. And I just, again, another blessing. We're in the Dominican Republic. You don't drink enough water. You're eating different foods. You're out in the sun 24 seven, you're drinking cocktails and I think and nothing, I, I didn't get sick on our trip. I didn't anything. And we're so lucky that it happened here at home in our country. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I just, uh, there's so many worse ways it could have happened. And so we're so blessed that it happened the way it did. But it was just the right timing. It happened when it was supposed to happen. And it happened, like I said, here in a safe place. And I was able to get to the ER right away and 
be where my care is taken care of. And thank goodness for that. <laughs> well, there you go. That's your book title. Mark. Yeah. Margaritas for health. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, you know, cocktails might've saved your life. Exactly. I joke with my girlfriend and tell her, I'm like, you're my guardian angel. You probably saved my life. But I always pick on her that she made me drink too much that night, but um, there was no forcing there, but, um, yeah, it was just, it just goes to show you too, that your lifestyle, you know, I just wasn't, and I have now, of course, not had any drinks. Um, I don't ever, I have no desire. I don't ever foresee, ha- you know, we, like, I love mimosas and I just, there is zero, zero, um, interest, <laughs> you know, I don't miss it. Um, but it is we are just doing everything that we can to be as healthy as we can, but also live our life. You know, they say, eat the cake. You know, I'm not one extreme or the other, and I don't know that I ever will be, um, but just being more conscious of, of different decisions and that. Yeah, that would be, that's so crazy. I'm, I'm sure definitely like alcohol would not be a good thing to mix with chemotherapy. That would be a recipe for, the worst hangover in the world. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> so where do you see life going now? Um, That's a good question. We have, like I said, we have two rounds left. So it's going to take us into May or June um, with probably eight weeks after that last round of some recovery time. Um, I've got a few different ideas of things I want to do. I want to get this book finished up and of course get it published. Um, a girlfriend and I have discussed a couple different ideas cause my mind is still always going and there, you know, there's stuff I want to do when we're done. Um, I want to continue to share my story. I absolutely love podcasting, but as to what are new, I, I don't want to just go back to our old normal life and get back into the day to day and forget this journey or forget the impact or forget the mindset that it's created for myself and my family as well. Um, because I'm in such a different mindset. I'm in such a different space. We've really slowed down. We really don't take things for granted. We pay attention to how we can help other people. We pay attention to how people are helping us. And that's not something that we do in our everyday life when we're not facing something. And so I'm, I, my prayer and my hope is that we continue to be aware of those things and we continue to be involved and we want to, to help others that are walking. It may not be a brain cancer diagnosis. It may not be a cancer diagnosis, but somebody walking a difficult path, we want to show up for people. And that's, part of our, you know, we've done a lot of that. There's a lot we could do while I was sick. Um, but we'll obviously be able to do a lot more after. And so we've, we talk about that at the supper table, things that we can do for other people. Um, so that's kind of where we're at with that. That's no true real answers, but lots of options. So are you a coffee lover just like me? Sipping my morning java is the only way I can keep up with my toddler and busy lifestyle. That's why I love Coffee Over Cardio. Coffee Over Cardio is a premium coffee company started by female entrepreneur Abby Scott. Whether you love a good flavored blend or a strong roast, Coffee Over Cardio is ideal for any jitterbug. 
They are also carb-free, keto-friendly, sugar-free, and gluten-free. So pretty much that means they're completely guilt-free. Try Coffee Over Cardio's most popular flavors today, French Toast and New Doctor's Orders Vanilla Hazelnut. Yum! <laughs> Make sure to use code 10 Don to save at checkout. Once again, that's 10 Don at coffeeovercardio.com. Go ahead and share where the listeners can get in touch with you online, on social media. Absolutely. You can email me at stephesstrong at gmail.com. My last name is Stephes, S-T-E-F-F-E-S. Um, anything hashtag Strong, you'll probably find us on Instagram or Facebook. We're on both. Um, and they can, of course, reach out to you if they want to connect with you through me. But I love connecting with new people and meeting new people. They can find Stephes Strong on Facebook. I've started a page there as well as my personal, you know, account. Um, and I'm, I love to meet new people. And so for feedback or people to reach out, um, I as well have a podcast called grace, gratitude, and perseverance. It is not just about cancer and brain cancer. It's, um, different topics that I have either learned through self self-development or audible. I'm a huge audible and podcast addict. Um, <laughs> Me too. But also interviews with other people who have walked through difficult paths. And when I hear their story and I meet them or have known them, they've done so with so much grace and they've persevered. And so I, I interview them on my podcast. So there's lots of ways that they can find me and connect. So perfect. Well, I loved hearing your story. You are so empowering and inspiring. And I just can't believe you've handled such a scary diagnosis with so much grace and you have such a good positive outlook on it. And I loved having you as my guest today and I hope everybody else enjoyed your episode as well. Thank you. You're welcome. So definitely go reach out to her, listen to her podcast. Who knows? Maybe she'll join the MW network and join the, the team of mommy podcasters out there. Um, but I think that's going to end our episode. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you, Emma. You're welcome. Stay in touch. We'll talk soon. Will do. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Wines Podcast. Make sure to leave a rating and review. To support the show you love, check out the exclusive branded merchandise on themommywines.com. For extra sassy, honest, and potentially controversial content, make sure to join me over on the Mommy Wines Patreon. Also, don't forget to check out the other shows on the MW Network. If you love scary stories and true crime, you'll love Tales After Dark. More shows are coming soon, so make sure to stay connected on social at Mommy Wines Podcast. And until next Wine Wednesday, mamas, parent and drink responsibly.